And so we looked at the shadow story. We started unpacking that. Now we want to take a little bit deeper dive and explore the truth that the shadow stories don't come from nowhere. Mm. They have roots. There are things at work that lead us all to live a shadow story. Mm. A scheme is at work. Mm -hmm. And we want to understand that scheme. And more importantly, the first step we want to take is we want to understand the schemer. Welcome to The Intentional Dad, the podcast for men and their families on a journey to embrace and fulfill the promise of fatherhood. I'm in the studio again today with Pete as we continue our conversation, our series of podcasts around the question of what story are you living? And I want to start today with this. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Other translations say the schemes of the enemy. The tricks of the enemy. Tricks. So, Pete, let me uh, let me just invite a little little story time with you. Um, have you ever been the victim of a scheme? Have you ever been scammed? I wish I could say no, um, <laughs> but um, you, you, we do learn from being scammed. Yeah, right? we do. We do. Right. Right. <laughs> um, as we were talking just before um, we started recording. Um, years ago, when my son was getting ready to go off to college, he was looking for, we were looking for a used laptop for him. Couldn't yeah. afford a new one, so we had to look for a used one. And and um, <clears throat> we were in, we were out of town, and he called from home, and he goes, Dad, Dad, he said, I found, yeah. found a great deal. And I'm like, really? Great. You know, tell me about it. And so, you know, he was reading up all the specs and, and the price, and I'm like, wow, that that is a good deal. And, you know, like, what, you know, what do you have to do? And he goes, well, you know, and this is before the uh, getting stung by that. You know, you realize never buy anything using Western. <laughs> I didn't know that at that point. So, you know, I said, well, go for it, you know. And so he sent the money and never got the computer. Mm. And, uh, mm. you know, there was there was so much uh, just feeling violated and betrayed. And, you know, you lose that money. And he felt you know, shame over, yeah. Oh it's, yeah, it's a good deal. And I've looked yeah. into it. And, um, but you know, like we, like we were laughing earlier, you know, it's, you learn from that. You yeah. Know, you go, Oh wait, yeah. you can't trust the internet. You can't trust, uh, you know, a, a good presentation right. necessarily. Right. Right. Even though it right. looks good. And, and um, yeah, so that was, that was probably the most prevalent one uh, that we got hooked on, but yeah, yeah. How about you? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I share a story in my book of uh, this. This would have been years ago that uh, my wife and I we kind of had a weekend of errands. We had some shopping that we needed to do, right? And so we driving around town, found ourselves uh, parking in one of the places we had to stop. And a young man kind of comes walking toward us in mm-hmm. the parking lot, and you just tell by his body language that he, he was in need, yeah. right? And so he was he was approaching us and I was just kind of waiting to to hear his story. And, you know, it's not the first time I have been approached by somebody asking for some help, Mm -hmm. um, money, you know, and and I do always try to exercise some discernment because, you know, I I don't want to in my desire to help ultimately be enabling. 
something destructive, whatever that might be. Right. So, um, you know, I listen, but I'm also trying to exercise some discernment. And so this young man, he starts telling a story of a, of a broken down car a couple blocks away and a part he needs to buy that he just mm-hmm. doesn't have cash for. And you know, hindsight being what it is, you know, should it have passed the smell test? Probably not. But, you know, for whatever reason in that moment, um, it did. Mm-hmm. And so I, opened my wallet and gave him a few bucks and and we went on our way. Mm. Well, our shopping continued. And the next day we were at a different shopping center, but not far from mm. where we were before. <laughs> you guessed it. We yeah. come, we come out of the shop and here comes this guy, exact same guy <laughs> with the exact same story. And I just looked at him and I just, I knew it was like, Oh, you know? And so I paused, you know, I stopped mm-hmm. him and I just told him, how disappointing it was that a man I wanted to believe I now know was lying to me and, mm-hmm. and scammed me. Right. And, and he was shocked. Right. right. You he, called him out. Yeah. Out. Well, he didn't, he didn't remember our encounter. Yeah. Right. So he just looked at me in stunned silence. Mm-hmm. And what had happened was he was exposed. Right. 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 And that is kind of why I wanted to start here with mm-hmm. this question. You and I are certainly not alone oh, in being scammed being lied to. Right. And we know that experience on the other side of it is how could I have not seen (laughs) what was happening? What did I miss? You were, you you were more kind to yourself than I was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the moment I sure, you know, you sure you feel the sting of that. Right. You know, and, and in the end, what we're talking about relatively minor on the scale of how schemes and scams go. Some people have just been really, really burned, Mm -hmm. you know, but I wanted to start here because, um, it may seem obvious, but there are some things that are really important to sit with and and just do as much learning as you can. Just like mm-hmm. you said, you, you learn from them, right? You get the hindsight, you get a little smarter, you get a little wiser. Well, the, the wisdom comes from some fairly simple observations, mm-hmm. right? And in the effect of a scheme, in living out and experiencing that, you look back And there's some things that are at work. I don't care what the scheme is. I don't care what the lie is. The one perpetrating it has one goal. Mm. And that is to get you to buy into a false reality. Something that isn't real, but they're presenting it in a way as best they can, that it feels real to you. Mm -hmm. And if they can keep you invested in that, then they can get and manipulate their way toward what they want all the while keeping you invested in something that's not true or real. Sure. Which is relevant for our discussion today. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I kind of wanted to start there, Pete, just with that, that kind of shared experience and invite Mm -hmm. our listeners to kind of think of their own, which no doubt, no doubt they have. Mm -hmm. And just sit with that simple truth. It seems obvious, but even though it's obvious, there's something really helpful and profound in naming it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. the, the carryover, for what we want to talk about today is we, we left our last podcast with, uh, you know, it was a rather meaty invitation, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and you kind of think about the story that we've been talking to here, that question, what story are you living? Mm -hmm. And what the invitation started with was just a simple contrast of what it is to live a shadow story. And we know the consequences Mm -hmm. of that and how exhausting, it is. Yeah. And to put alongside that, that there is an invitation for something beyond that, an invitation to live out of what we call the true story, right? which is that you are loved, you belong. And the last one that 
really resonates with people as I say it, is you have nothing to prove. Mm. Right? What would it be like to live out of a story like that? And you just, if you're at all like me, you're, you're something deep inside that says, oh, yeah, <laughs> boy, yeah. I, would love, I would love for that yeah. to be reality, right? Or is that even possible? Is it even possible, <laughs> right? Um, so, you know, the first invitation was just allow yourself to dream and imagine mm. what would life be like if you could start to have that be mm. your reality. The next step then was to kind of start looking at that reality of a shadow story mm. and start unpacking that. Right. Okay, because the way to that invitation, the way to that promise starts with looking at the ugly, looking at what shadow stories are like and mm. what mine might be. Um, and that was kind of that meaty invitation that of, of the last one with, you know, some materials that were provided just to, mm-hmm. as we said, take initial steps. I mean, really, the invitation is a lifelong one of right. discovering and understanding shadow story. There's... There's certainly not something you're going to sit down and an hour later, two weeks later, nope, I've got it all figured out. Here's my shadow story, right? Now, yep. this is this is an unfolding journey, right? right. There, there are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts, right? And and um, we talked a lot about that in the mm-hmm. last podcast. But now where we are today, though, is having given some time for that, now we want to take another step because ultimately we want to come back to where we started, mm-hmm. which is that invitation to live out of the true story. That right. is Jesus's invitation, mm-hmm. right? Um, that is kingdom living. And we want to understand not just what the invitation is, but the things he invites us into to find our way to that reality. And so we looked at the shadow story. We started unpacking that. Now, we want to take a little bit deeper dive and explore the truth that the shadow stories don't come from nowhere. Mm. They have roots. Right. There are things at work that lead us all to live a shadow story. Mm. Mm. A scheme is at work. Mm-hmm. And we want to understand that scheme. And more importantly, the first step we want to take is we want to understand the schemer. And so we are talking today, the scammer, (laughs) the scammer, the accuser, just like it says right here, right here in, in Ephesians six, the evil strategies of the accuser. Yeah. Right. And we've touched on this. We've, we've kind of been alluding to it as we go on. Mm -hmm. And today we're, we're just going to talk about one thing very directly. Mm. And that is the who of who our enemy is. Right know your enemy, mm-hmm. right? So that's where we're going with this today, Pete. And we we want to spend time here because the reality is, uh, I think that there is far from universal perspective <laughs> mm-hmm. on on this enemy, right? Um, you know, C.S. Lewis, he has, uh, he has a, a way of, of putting this, mm-hmm. that when we talk about... Um, the reality of the enemy. Right. I'm, I'm just going to read the quote. Okay. This is this is from C.S. Lewis, and he wrote this in his famous book called The Screw Tape Letters. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I think I may, may have mentioned it in previous podcast, previous podcast. But yep. if you haven't read it, um, at some point, this is something you're going to want to want to tap into, mm-hmm. right? But uh, he has uh, he is he is a profound thinker and spent mm-hmm. a, a lot of time really understanding the reality of this enemy. 
and how he works. Mm -hmm. And his book is really keen insight into all of that. But at the beginning, he introduces what he has to say Mm -hmm. by saying this. One of the things that surprised me when I first read the New Testament seriously was that it talks so much about a dark power in the universe, a mighty evil spirit who was held to be the power behind death, disease, and sin. Christianity thinks this dark power was created by God and was good when he was created and went wrong. Christianity agrees. This is a universe at war. He also goes on to say that there are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. Hmm. They themselves are equally pleased by both errors. You know, the the two extremes, either we dismiss them and ignore them altogether, or we're just overly obsessed with them. Right. Right. And so what we want to talk about today, let's just start there. We're dismissing both errors. Uh, We don't want to fall to either extreme. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and wouldn't you say, Eric, that um, our current Christianity, you know, the atmosphere is that we very, we, we mostly lean toward you know, the um, not paying enough attention to it. The, right. You know, just sort of the the fog, the <clears throat> the lack of belief, the, um, you know, just this, this unawareness yeah. of it. So, For sure. You know, I mean, certainly there are people who give him too much attention. Yeah. I think, I think he, he enjoys that. Yeah. A lot. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, just, you know, the reason we're entering into this part of, the process that we're taking people through is that overall most people don't pay nearly enough attention to the backstory or the, you know, the other part of the story that's going yeah, on. Yeah. There's, there's definitely barriers. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree, Pete, of, of those two extremes that Lewis points out in my experience, the one far more common is yeah. more in the category of dismissal. Mm-hmm. And, there's degrees of that. I, I think that uh, for people who are followers of Jesus, they'll look at scripture and probably won't have too hard a time recognizing that the reality of an enemy is there. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about, though, is going beyond just acknowledging that it's mentioned in scripture. Right. Right. We're, we're talking about the, the point of that being presented in scripture is to point us to a reality mm-hmm that um, God intends for us to know because whether we see it or not, it's having a profound impact on our lives. And there's a difference between kind of acknowledging what might be in scripture and taking it very seriously of it becoming an important part Mm -hmm. of how you live this life of apprenticeship with Jesus. Right. Right. And there's a lot of barriers to that. One of them is that first extreme. Right. And, and, you know, I think you've been around long enough, any of us, we can all say we've seen some some weird stuff, yeah. right? I mean, and it, it just feels really disjointed, mm-hmm. you know, something I, I know I've mentioned in a previous podcast. It, mm-hmm. You know, and I think of these things that kind of feel so weird. It, it's just so disjointed from anything mm-hmm. grounded in my reality experience, yeah. trying to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Um not sure what to do with it. Right. Right. It, it can be a barrier. It's like, yeah, I, I'm just not sure what to do with any of that. And so mm-hmm. I just, you know, kind of leave it alone. So that's certainly part of the experience, but mm-hmm. I think the one that is far more common is practically speaking, 
ignoring. Well, to that point, recently I've been doing some digging into kind of what what are the schemes of the enemy mm. that we face mm-hmm. on a regular basis, and mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of an endless list. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like in all the different things, articles that I read and books that I've read about it, one bubbles up to the top mm-hmm. almost every time, mm-hmm. and that is, I'm not here. Yeah, this yeah. is just you, right? So if we don't right. believe at the foundational level yeah. that that there is another character in this story, yeah, I mean he can do anything he wants to. That's, yeah, that's and the crazy he, part, right? He, yeah, and he goes he goes unchecked, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and just you know, and he's he's deceitful, and he's you know, but he he is a character in the story. If you read the Bible at all, you, it's hard to ignore that. It's it's from cover to cover yeah. that it's in there. But yeah. I was I was that guy that you were talking about a minute ago. I the first 25 years I was a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Bible college and there was obviously read through the Bible cover to cover and there yeah. was verses that we memorized and 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 it, it, it was real. I mean, yeah. it, there was a sense of well this is important. Right. Something's right. going on here. Right. But as far as how it impacted my life daily, yeah. there was never any discussion about that. Right, right, and right. And so, um, you know, that is that is just the starting point. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's a good time to talk about what some of these barriers mm-hmm. are. And and actually, I, I thought of I thought of three um, barriers that I, I think are worth exploring a little bit. And so, you know, some of the barriers, cultural barriers. Mm-hmm. We live in a Western culture that can be pretty dismissive of mm-hmm. spiritual things. Uh, spiritual realities, especially the kind of spiritual realities we're talking about now. Um, you know, another one would be, be traditional. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I think of objections that I have heard over the years. I actually heard this one from you and in, mm-hmm. in the conversation you, you invited us right. into at one point, I think there was a man you were talking to and he said, well, I, I'm not charismatic, so I don't believe that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Something I, like that. I don't, I don't believe in, in spiritual warfare, basically, is yeah. what it was. Yeah. But his world was falling apart. Right. And and I asked him about that. I said, "Wow, you know, that's some real warfare." And he said, "Well, I don't believe in that. I'm I'm not charismatic." Yeah. I just, yeah. I just said, "Well, how is that working for you?" Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, how do you then? How do you rectify? Yeah. All the things that are going on. Right. And I know we're going to talk about that. Yeah. In a minute, but. Yeah. So the compartmentalizing that yeah. happens, right? Is because of my particular denominational or traditional background mm-hmm. that this this really isn't a part of it, and therefore it's just not a part of how I see things. Mm-hmm. It's a barrier. And then the third barrier is that experiential one. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of what we we'd already alluded a little bit to this one that you see some things that are just they're just odd. Um, you hear some you hear some thinking that explains, you know, somebody offers to explain something and, mm. you know, the, the devil made me do it yeah. kind of stuff. Right. It's just, it's just weird. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure what to do with that. Right. And, you know, so, um, that kind of thing. And then, you know, other, other things that you experience where you observe just this paranoia mm-hmm. at work. Right. And it comes to those two extremes that, that C.S. Mm-hmm. Lewis observed um, experientially, right? Right. So, but I, I also think that um, you know a couple of things that could be added to that are the way uh, that whole thing is portrayed in cartoons mm-hmm. 
or the opposite in horror movies mm-hmm. where there's these two caricatures of right. the devil. Right. And neither one of them are believable. Right. Right. One's right. animated and yeah. one's like the, the beyond. Cute, the cute little devil on your shoulder in yeah. the animation. Yeah. And, right? and, and you know, it's cute. Yeah. Right. And, and in reality, it's there's some there's some validity to that because right. we hear voices going back and forth. Right. And if we actually take time to listen and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's the way it's portrayed. Right. Is harmless. Right. That, you know, that caricature. And the right. other one is just horrible yeah. and gruesome and, you know, just unbelievable in a sense. Yeah. Right. From yeah. the standpoint of how Hollywood would portray that in a, in, right. in some kind of a movie. Right. Um, and neither one of those are reality. Neither one's reality and neither one is relevant. Relevant. Right. Right. And, and I think, you know, experientially that would be one of those barriers. Mm. Right. Mm. And so, you know, I think where we want to go now, um, is into that ancient wisdom of know your enemy. There's, uh, there's a quote, um, I just share this with you. Um, Sun Tzu, S-U-N-T-Z-U, right? He is he is an ancient philosopher and military strategist. Um, some of you will recognize that he is the author of a much-referenced book called Art of War. And part of what he offered as a philosopher was an mm-hmm. observation of human warfare. And um, as brutal as it sounds, he drew out of that things that years and years and years of warfare had to teach Mm. about how to execute it. (laughs) Mm. So, I mean, an interesting place to exercise philosophy. Um, But for our purposes today, actually, there's there's a quote here that is extremely Mm. relevant. Mm. And he said, if you know your enemies and know yourself, you will not be imperiled in a hundred battles. If you do not know your enemies nor yourself, you will be imperiled in every single battle. Mm. Right. What a powerful observation and so very true. And it's where that saying that we have, we're, we're more familiar with that saying, know your enemy. Right. Right. It's where it comes from. Right. Right here. Know your enemy. Because if you don't, you're in danger. Right. What, what I love about that quote is that it's really trying to reveal that you, I mean, you can't go into battle. You can't go into a risky situation without having some understanding, some situational awareness, some right. some understanding of even like the schemes, the tricks, you know, of, right. the, of our enemy, right? right? I remember reading stories of Vietnam and how that was so difficult because they had, you know, they were in jungle warfare right. like they'd never been right. before. Right. And so they had to gain situational awareness as right. much as they could. Right. Um, they were on the enemy's ground. They were, you know, they they were really struggling to understand how we fight this enemy. Right. Over time, you you gain this awareness of the schemes and the uh, and the trickery. Right. That is there. Right. And that's how we become more and more aware. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, and and that was that was kind of the point of the series of invitations that we've been offering mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. The, in the previous podcast. So we've been walking a journey of awareness, right? Really, first awakening to that that just that reality mm-hmm. that there is a true story. There is something to turn toward. Right. It's there, and while maybe we might look at that and even 
quickly get to the point that we acknowledge it's there, we also are very quick to realize it's not really what I'm experiencing. And so there's a whole list of things to start becoming aware of. So, so far, the awareness has been around that contrast. Right. Um, you know, and now the awareness is going to, all right, how do we bridge the gap? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is what is in the way? Um, and it's, you know, not a formula thing. It's a situational thing, really. We're going to have to understand the field we're on, who the players are, yeah, what the movements are. Yeah, and, it's like tips and techniques. Yeah. Don't really help. They don't. In, in that kind of a situation. They don't. Right? Yeah. Just we, give me another list of things to do. Yeah. How to do them. Yeah. We're so much more situational. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not talking about assignments. We're, we're talking about mm. a way of living mm. and, and it's a fundamentally different thing. Okay. And, right. and, and the word that we use for that distinction is apprenticeship. Mm. Apprenticeship is a lifelong learning mm-hmm. process, walking with Jesus to be grown up yeah. essentially. And as he grows us up, that true story becomes more and more a part mm-hmm. of our reality, what we experience. Okay? Right. But the things that we're being grown up in, we won't understand if we don't understand the context. Right. And so this reality of a world at war, a universe at war, mm-hmm. and an enemy, a mortal enemy that is at mm-hmm. the heart of that story of good versus evil. Um, this is what we're going to take steps to understanding today. Right. Okay. And so just like Sun Tzu said, know your enemy. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. And you think of any good story. We're drawn to story. We've talked about that before. We love stories. Right. And, you know, there's no mistaking very popular story, uh, storyline today are the superhero movies. Mm -hmm. Right. People Mm -hmm. love them. And and for good reason. They're, they're fun. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things I want to, I want to draw out of that is, uh, the characters that are developed as those stories get told mm-hmm. we we are all uh the stories always lead us to a backstory mm-hmm. right right that, that's part of how we understand the whole story better mm-hmm. is they over time reveal a backstory mm-hmm. of a hero or a villain yep. either way right and so the backstory of our enemy I think uh, I want to I want to spend some time kind of unpacking that mm-hmm. a little bit today, Pete, mm-hmm. um, because it's it's a very revealing thing. First of all, in knowing him, as Sun Tzu says, um, means we will not be imperiled because mm-hmm. in knowing him, we start to understand and know his schemes mm-hmm. and what he's after, how he works, why he's after what mm-hmm. he's after and, and those kinds of things. Right? right. And then also in knowing our enemy we can also kind of start to continue this journey of awareness that we're on and knowing our place Mm -hmm. in this story. Mm -hmm. We are not helpless bystanders by any means. Right. And the whole exercise of understanding your shadow story was not an exercise in, Oh man, this is really bad. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of stuck. No, the whole point in taking that step of awareness is to keep going on the journey of awareness mm-hmm. and find your place in the story right. to get back what is your birthright, mm-hmm. which is the true story. Mm-hmm. Right. So taking that walk, Pete, let's, uh, let's do some backstory here. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're going to start looking at the story of our enemy, um, first of all, 
uh, I think a good place to start actually is with uh, some of his names, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, there there are many. Um, good place to start with that would be actually Jesus himself, one of the times that Jesus makes reference to him. So John 10.10, 10, he says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. So one of his names is the thief. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete, you have another one there, right? Yeah, in uh, John eight forty four, uh, he's talking to the Pharisees, and he says, "For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning, and has always hated the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies." Mm. So there's a bunch of them in there. Yeah, you know? yeah. So murderer, murderer. Liar. Um, Father of lies. Father of lies, right? These are things, these are names Jesus gives him, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and others. We we could go through scripture and just do a whole study on just just the names of of the enemy. But uh, others would be Lucifer, Mm -hmm. Beelzebub, the devil, Satan, and, you know, rounding it out again with what Jesus says. He calls him the thief, calls him the murderer, the accuser, Mm -hmm. the liar. Um, just the names themselves begin to paint a picture of who it is that we're mm. we're we're talking about. This is this is not your average scammer. <laughs> this is this right. is a serious serious mm-hmm. serious enemy. And you know Jesus's warnings here: the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay, which means what? He comes to steal kill <laughs> and destroy. Yeah. This is this is not something that in Jesus's view is to be taken lightly. No. I mean that is a very serious threat. Mm-hmm. Just anybody imagine, you know, going to bed at night and somehow you have intelligence that there is an enemy mm-hmm. out there looking for a way to get in because he wants to steal, kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't just go to bed and shrug your shoulders, right? Right. right. It's something you take seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so just kind of starting there with with his names, mm-hmm. who he is. This is who we're talking about, mm-hmm. and this enemy has a backstory. Yeah. And it is revealed in Scripture. Mm-hmm. And when you start examining the backstory, I, I think many who have some awareness of the story offered in scripture might instinctively think that that backstory begins in Genesis with the serpent. Mm. It does not. Mm -hmm. It actually goes before humans enter the scene. And there's, there's a passage in the book of Ezekiel and it's not one that over the years I've heard referenced a whole lot, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is there. And it is in this book from the prophet Ezekiel, where God is lamenting, right? Mm. And if you read the prophets, you know there's really nothing new about God lamenting. There is a lot of heartbreak in his experiences with the Hebrew people Mm. and and the story that unfolds in the Old Testament. And lamenting is kind of a regular part of of what he offers through the prophets. Mm. And Ezekiel's no different. What does make Ezekiel a little bit different is that the laments aren't just about the Hebrew people, mm-hmm. that the laments carry on to other nations of the world. And then it takes a very interesting turn 
because at one point he turns to an ancient nation called Tyre, T-Y-R-E. But this lament is very unique. <laughs> it kind of stands out because immediately we're clued in that this king about which he's lamenting is not an earthly king. Mm. And so I want to I want to read uh, a little bit. And mm. Pete, you and I, maybe we can go back and forth on this. I'll, I'll just read uh, verses 12 and 13 where it starts. This is Ezekiel chapter 28. Okay. And it says, You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Mm. Okay. So in Eden, the garden of God. So this is way back at the very beginning of the story, uh, at least, Mm. right? We're in Eden, and this is very clearly not an earthly king lumped in with the other kings about Mm. which he's lamenting. There's, There's something different about this one, okay? And so let's unpack. Who is this king? I ordained and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian you had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. The fiery stones. And, you know, my, my translation says a guardian cherub, mm. right? Mm. An angel. Right. We're talking about an angel, right? And a very powerful one, an anointed one, mm. ordained by God, walking amongst fiery stones. Now, I don't know what that means, but it sure sounds exclusive, mm-hmm. right? It sounds pretty yeah. extraordinary. Yeah. So. I mean, just there we are. I mean, we're three verses into this description, mm-hmm. and this is no ordinary being, right? This right. is this is really, really, truly an extraordinary being, right? And then verse 15, it even says this about him. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created. Wow. Hmm. Okay. So we've got a really profound picture of some really incredible mm. being, whoever this is, Right. And it's really lofty. It's really beautiful. And there is no mistaking. Just there's there's mm. an aura mm. about this being, right? And, boy, it'd be great if it stopped there. But this is a lament. Mm-hmm. Something happened. Mm. Something went wrong. My version says that you were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. Yeah. Your great wealth filled you with violence and you sinned. So hmm. I banished you from the mountain of God. I expelled you, almighty guardian, from your place among the stones of fire. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it's a it's a jarring turn, right? Yeah. I mean, just like right there in the middle of verse 15, we go from blameless in the way, in, in all your ways from the day you were created, mm. turn till wickedness was found in you. There was violence all of a sudden, something, something really jarring happened, and God had to respond. Mm-hmm. And that response was exile, yeah, banishment, yep. and not just banishment, but disgrace. He was cast away from that exclusive place of the fiery stones, mm-hmm. whatever that was. Mm-hmm. He was no longer welcome in there, right? And he was gone and cast away. And this was an extraordinary fall. And it says this as kind of completing this lament. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. Mm. So I threw you to, emphasis, the earth, 
I made a spectacle of you before kings. Mm. And again, we're talking about kings. I, I don't think we're referencing earthly kings. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we're talking about spiritual heavenly realm rulers. Mm-hmm. And this being, whoever he was, right, was cast away in tremendous shame. Mm. So what happened? <laughs> yeah. What happened? Well, we explore the pages of scripture and we do actually get an installment mm. that gives us a little bit more mm-hmm. pull the mm-hmm. curtain back just a little bit more and this is where we come to revelation revelation mm. chapter 12 and i'll uh i'll read seven through nine this is uh, this is what it says then war broke out in heaven michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back but he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled, here it is again, hmm. to the earth, and then we get a little bit more, and his angels with him. Hmm. So what happened was open rebellion. This creature, this king of Tyre, set out, to unseat God from his throne. And he led a rebellion, Mm. Scripture tells us, with a third of the heavenly host in tow. Mm. Can you imagine that battle? What that would have been like? (laughs) I mean, I I want a movie made of that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it, it probably like nothing we could even imagine. I, just, I don't even think Hollywood could the, come up with that. The, the spectacle. I mean, my goodness, mm-hmm. my goodness. Right. What, I mean, that, that would be a story, right? That yes. would be a story. Yes. And so this being, um, you know, actually Pete, there was something you had seen in, in revelation, the same, same chapter 12 that the dragon declares war. Right. Right. Yeah. In verse 17 of, of chapter 12, um, said, then the dragon became angry with the woman who... This is mankind. Right? Yes. Yes. It's, a, it's another way of describing mankind. Yeah. Um, and he declared war against the rest of her children. Yeah. All yeah. who keep God's commandments and confess that they belong to Jesus. Yeah. Um, that would be us. That would be us. <laughs> that would be us. Okay. Yeah. So walking through this backstory... One thing we know about stories, any any story we watch, picture any movie, okay, mm-hmm. and, and we see it played out as a plot line all the time, right? right? That, right. An, that an enemy is defeated, mm. but not vanquished. Right. What happens every single time mm-hmm. in those stories? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the story isn't over. Out That's what happens. <laughs> out of the rubble, out of the ashes, yep. right? Um, and this enemy, I mean, this is, this is a very proud being. Mm-hmm. And... His hatred for God is thorough. Right. It is complete. He tried to unseat mm. from the throne mm. his creator. He tried it openly. That is how much he hates this God. Yeah. He lost. And that meant for him not ultimate defeat. It meant back to the drawing mm. board. Yeah, he's still a character in the story. Still a character in the story. And I, you know, and I emphasize it twice, right? Scripture tells us where he was banished. Mm-hmm. He was banished to earth and banished to Eden specifically. Mm-hmm. Which, look, 
it's weird. <laughs> yeah. And and there is a whole theological thread to follow there about God and evil and why in the world would he banish this enemy hmm. to Eden where he is going to create and nurture a relationship with humans? Hmm. I don't know. No. I don't know. And there are many things that are very interesting to discuss there. And there is so much ink <laughs> that has been spilled over that question of God versus evil. And we're not ignoring that. I, I know that those questions exist. Mm -hmm. um, but for the journey that we're on, um, it's, it is it is a tangent. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just invite our listeners to first here acknowledge that we know those questions are mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. And just kind of stay on this path with us. Right. That for our purposes, what matters here is that this enemy was cast there. He's real. He exists. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And kind of coming back to what I was mentioning before, that in any story, we know what happens when the enemy is not actually vanquished. Mm. Right. He makes a comeback. And so here in his humiliated state, he begins to lick his wounds and an opportunity for executing his warfare presents itself, presents itself mm. with the human. Right. So going after the God he hates directly did not work. Mm -hmm. Plan B was to go after the thing which God loves the most, which is you and me. Right. Right. Can I add, yeah. um, just in First John five nineteen? Yeah. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world around us is under the power and control of the evil one. So the, so the whole world, like, so, you know, not only was he thrown, banished, expelled, you know, shamed, but now he, he roams the earth. I mean, he, yep. he has influence over right. the world that we call home. Right. And like you said, there's a lot of those nuances to that, that are still kind of weird. And, and it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, kind of put your finger on things and, and, and get clarity on everything. And mm -hmm. I think that's why we walk with God first of all. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. but you know, that point is, you know, as this story unfolds yep. and you see the things that happen in this world, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then, you know, you start to understand, well, of course, yeah, of course, the, you know, he still has, he's still a character in the story and he still has influence power yep. to, you know, wreak havoc, create yep. hardship, you know, kill, steal, and destroy. Right. All those things. He has yeah. that power. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting when we, when we start to look at, um, you know, this reality yeah. that, uh, you know, and, and we can point to several places in the scriptures mm -hmm. where, mm -hmm. you know, God's lamenting, Jesus is saying specifically, mm -hmm. you know, characteristics of this enemy, all the epistles have something in their revelation. I mean, it's all over the place mm -hmm. if our mm -hmm. eyes are open to it. Yep. Yep. Um, the problem is, is our eyes are often not open to it, like we were talking about. Right. And, and what's interesting is, I think a, a lot of times what happens is, if I don't have a place like the like my friend that we were talking about earlier, if mm -hmm. I don't have a category mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the enemy mm -hmm. in in the, in my life in the world how things are influenced, mm -hmm. then that really only leaves two characters in the story. Right. Right. It's me and God. Yes. And yes. most of the time I'm feeling when, when something happens, I feel like, well, either I'm blowing it mm -hmm. 
or God is holding out on me, which, by the way, that was the seed of doubt that the serpent planted in Eve mm-hmm. in the garden, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Going God's holding trust. out yep. on me. Yep. He's not, he's not good. He's, he's withholding. He, he's withholding. Yep. yep. Or some combination, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I'm blowing it, God is holding out on me, right? right. Like there's this, there's this equation that only is partial. Right. And so right. what do we do with all the things in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when we have the third character in there and we start to realize that, oh, he hates God. And because I'm made in the image of God, he hates me. Right. Then right. all of a sudden it takes on a whole different uh, feel and look and, and process of understanding why, why, why do those thoughts come in my head? Why do I do the, you know, why do I do the things that I know I shouldn't do? Yeah. Because I'm being, I'm being manipulated. Um, yeah. And I, we were talking earlier before we started this. And I remember as a kid, the, um, I don't, I can't remember if it's a movie or a, or a program, a, a series of some kind, but it was about the invisible man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and for some reason, when I think of this, you know, uh, this concept, this reality, this idea that that Satan loves to work in the background. Mm-hmm. He loves for people to not see him, believe in him, because he has free reign. Well, mm-hmm. you know, things would happen in that show with the Invisible Man where, you know, all of a sudden somebody's hat would get knocked off the top of their head or, mm-hmm. or they'd get punched in the stomach. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and you know, the reality is, is if, if you don't see the Invisible Man or the enemy, which mm-hmm. is kind of the invisible man mm-hmm. in the story, mm-hmm. then we just look to the person next to us and go, why'd you do that? Right. You know, or, or, you know, we, we have to come to some other conclusion mm-hmm. than, oh, there is something else at work in this room, right. in my heart, in my head, right. in the situation. Yeah. And, and I have to figure out how to, my situational awareness and how I, how I can battle that. Otherwise we just go around getting slapped yeah. <laughs> and, and blaming God blaming my wife yeah. because you know she doesn't understand me or or a thousand other examples. Yeah. It just it's just kind of a fun illustration of I think a reality that we live with most it, of the time. It is. Yeah, and I, I love I love the lighthearted look at that, but it's it's a very serious thing, mm-hmm. right? And that's exactly mm-hmm. what Sun Tzu yeah. is referencing. That's yes. exactly what he's referencing because mm-hmm. Um, you know, the worst case of not knowing your enemy is not seeing him at all. Yes. Um, and if you if you don't see him at all, if you're yeah. not if you're not tuning in to his presence, Mm-mm. you have no prayer. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, but even in you know maybe your starting point is okay. I know he's there, but do you know him? And and is it really uh, impacting mm-hmm. in a relevant way the way you are engaging life mm-hmm. right now? Um, this this knowing your enemy is all an effort to grow awareness that in that awareness mm-hmm. you can do what we said at the beginning from Ephesians 6 where it mm-hmm. says put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategy of the, mm-hmm. of the accuser mm-hmm. Paul's assumption is we have a fight we're in a battle we're in a battle this is our reality and I, I love your, uh, you know, you said category, right? Having yeah. a category. I think that's really what the invitation is mm. in our discussion today is to either bring in a new category into your thinking, or if you have it, allow it to grow, yeah. expand. Mm. And all of us 
that's an invitation for all of us. I mean, this this issue of warfare is a part of my apprenticeship, Pete. I know it's a part of yours, mm-hmm. right? And um, as I grow, I also grow in my understanding of this warfare and what's going on and how to engage it and mm-hmm. how to recognize it and and to learn from Jesus through his name, through the power yes. of, of his authority uh, that I have a place in this battle that I can resist. I mean, other parts of scripture talk about resist the devil. It's it's not if you feel like it. It's not, you know, if you think of it. It's a command. It's a command. This is central. This is mm-hmm. central to kingdom living. And um, that really is, I think, I, I just love how you put it, the category. Mm-hmm. And it really is the invitation is to spend time in this one. Mm-hmm. There are barriers. and And I understand them. I do, you know, I, I know that it can feel really weird, you mm-hmm. know, and, and for, for many people, um, it really does reshape right, how you see things and how you operate. Mm-hmm. And it is entirely new and therefore a little scary. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. And it's just the it, scary or not, it is the reality. And if we aren't going to operate in the reality, I just don't, I don't see any way to get to the promises, to get Mm. to the hope, Mm. unless we operate in the reality. Yeah. Um, You said something that triggered a thought in my mind where, okay, this is a new category. Yeah. We've talked about it being scary. We've talked about it, you know, being weird, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to bring in that, that we have the authority of Christ Mm. that, you know, we don't, we don't fight it on our own. Right. Right. I think that's right. just kind of maybe a, a thing that you could say yeah. that would, you know, just kind of, uh, sort of deflate something that the enemy might be thrown mm-hmm. at these people mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. either you've got to, you know, you got to beat your chest and go out. And, and, and I think that's where people see a devil behind every tree. Right. right. It's up to me and right. I can, and it is up to me, but it's only through the authority of Christ because mm-hmm. I walk in mm-hmm. the apprenticeship, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in in the invitation to rethink categories, to maybe make space for a new one, mm-hmm. um, you do need to confront um, where fear maybe has been holding you back. Mm-hmm. And the the reality to bring alongside that fear though, is you're not alone. Hmm. That this is, this is from Jesus himself, the, these kinds of invitations. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think where we're at today, um, it really, it's, it's kind of keeping it relatively simple what mm-hmm. the scope is, mm-hmm. um, because it's so important. And, and I think that there, there's an invitation no matter where you are, on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if this is a totally new category for you, obviously the invitation is take steps to start creating yeah. one. Um, you know, and, and what does that look like? It, it looks like sitting with the truths of the story God offers us in scripture about mm-hmm. the background right. of our enemy, about who he is, about right. his nature and mm-hmm. bridging the gap from that being a distant truth to no, this is really relevant mm. stuff. Mm. So, you know, some examples, Pete. Um, you and I both um, this morning shared a text that <laughs> I thought was pretty fascinating. Yeah. We woke up knowing that we were going to be coming into the studio this mm-hmm. afternoon to mm-hmm. talk about this. And 
I woke up this morning with a migraine. Mm-hmm. And I texted you saying, you know, I, it's sometimes I get migraines and they absolutely take me out. Mm-hmm. And other times I can be functional. Mm-hmm. Today's a functional day. Yep. Um, and I texted you just seeing if it was possible we could do this tomorrow just to kind of recover from mm-hmm. that. What'd you text me back? Well, I said, we're going to be traveling tomorrow. And by the way, I also have, I woke up with a migraine this morning, Yeah, which isn't a very common thing. I mean, I get them occasionally. Yeah, same here. And, you know, same thing, right? I just, sometimes it completely takes me out. And today I'm functioning with, you know, a low grade migraine, but it's it's even dissipated as we've been here doing this, coming into the room. And starting, yeah. uh, I was just feeling like, oh my gosh. Same here. And uh, yeah. and, and I, I I think there's probably a little bit left, but it's, it, for the most part, I yeah. feel like it's gone. And, and I've had the same experience, right? <laughs> okay. And so, so practically speaking then, what does it look like to start creating a new category here? So, you know, it could be a very simple explanation that a pure coincidence I had a migraine this morning. You did too. Maybe it's the smog from the from the fires in Canada that are giving us bad air quality right now. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, or might it just be something that is even better understood, mm-hmm. knowing we have an enemy, mm-hmm. knowing his backstory, knowing how invested he is yeah. in staying invisible. Yes. And here's two guys coming together to take mm-hmm. a platform and for any listeners out there to enter, be invited into a discussion mm. where we blow the lid off of his invisible nature. Yeah, I, you know, something I always um, ask myself when these things come up and I, you know, what's the fruit of it? Right. Who, who benefits right. from, you know, us each getting a migraine right. on the same morning. Right. And, and all honesty, yeah. when you sent that, my heart immediately went to, good, we don't have to do it today because I feel like crap. Right. And then right. you came back and go, <laughs> which I would have said to you if it was if the shoe was on the other foot, yeah. you came back and said, oh, well, I think we ought to push through then because yeah. this, you know, yeah. this has, you know, kind of the kind of the feel of warfare. Some, you know, some trying warfare. to steal something. Right, right. Steal something from us, steal something from right. our listeners. Right. So, you know, it's just a, Again, it's that it's that learning, it's that growing in awareness. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and uh, and I'm glad you did because yeah. this has been so good. And you know, I felt like we we postponed it one time, and this was this was going to be it, right? Right. And right. And just uh, you know, just a little. Yeah. It's, it's like it's not a scary movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's an interruption. It's yeah. A, and some, sometimes sometimes it's more on the harassment level, yeah. and then other times it's more serious, right? I mean, yep. you know, it, this is an invitation to take a look at um, some misunderstandings mm. that you might be having in your life. Yeah. Some of them are gut-wrenching. Some of them just have, they're just creating an air of, of constant mm-hmm. anxiety and distress yeah. in your life. Yeah, You could look at that at one level of, the other person's just being obstinate. The, yeah. the other person's just being difficult. The other person is just, you know, a hate monger, whatever, yeah. you know. Hmm, okay. What if it's better understood mm. with a new category? Right, right. Now, we want to be balanced about this. 
it doesn't mean we don't have responsibility for those mm-hmm. kinds of fallouts, mm-hmm. for those kinds of difficulties. The, the pieces contributing to that misunderstanding, we have responsibility for, we have ownership for, mm-hmm. and might it just be that there is an enemy who has come to steal, kill, and destroy that is also orchestrating things in a way mm-hmm. that's adding fuel to the fire of misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. These, this is all stuff... We have a lot to say about this. There's oh, yeah. a lot to unpack because that reality also leads us to very practical things to begin to understand. There's more of this awareness journey to go on. Mm-hmm. I think today we we just we're just talking about the category. Right. Right. That you're having these experiences, you're seeing mm-hmm. these things. And to this point, you've just kind of kept it at a at a top level right. of, you know. Yep, I had an argument with my dad, and that's mm-hmm. that. What if it's more? Yeah. What if it's more? Mm-hmm. And if it is, how much does that begin to explain? And if there is more, might that give some insight that is really important in this invitation we had last mm-hmm. time for understanding mm-hmm. your shadow story? And if I can understand the more behind that, might that show me where Jesus is inviting me mm-hmm. to experience this true story? Right. It all connects. Yep, it does. But we have to have the category. So I think I think we'll finish with this. Maybe we can finish with something from a movie most know. It's called The Matrix. Mm. The whole idea of a matrix, of a reality presented to us, a grand scheme mm. at work, coming back to where we started. Well, Scripture tells a story that is very much yeah. like that. And what... God offers to us as he offers these things to us in scripture is a glimpse beyond the matrix. Mm -hmm. He gives us the backstory of an enemy, for example, Mm -hmm. that we can know the truth. And that we're living in a lie. And that we're living in a lie. An unreality. I mean, that's the other part of the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so in this movie, The Matrix, many of you who are familiar with the story, you know that there's a character, Neo, who suspects this. And the story begins with him kind of taking steps to follow his suspicion. Right. And it comes to a crossroads moment where he comes in contact with this mysterious man named Morpheus who comes from the other side of the matrix. Mm. He has been outside the matrix. He knows the true story. Mm. And through a series of white knuckle events of... (laughs) a machine invested in keeping Neo in the dark, Mm -hmm. he escapes to a place where it's just him and Morpheus. Mm. Morpheus, this character who knows the truth and knows Neo really kind of wants to know the truth, but there's a point of incredible wisdom Mm. right here where the famous red pill and blue pill scene. (laughs) And he offers Neo one last choice because he says, I can show you. I can tell you the truth mm-hmm. and I can expose it all. But once you know, there's no going back. Mm. Or you can take the blue pill and just go back and you can believe whatever you want to believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of what we're getting at here. I mean, yeah. you're talking about a category, right. right? The invitation is to take the red pill and begin developing a new category. Yeah. Because that is the way down the rabbit hole into the true story. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is the quote. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, 
you stay in Wonderland and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Mm. And that's really what our heart is today, mm. Pete. We just we want to offer the truth, the truth, first of all, that there's there's an invitation to something beautiful, yeah. something extraordinary, something so worth pursuing, <laughs> right? And it's what Jesus wants for us. You know, he talks about the invitation of the kingdom. We're talking right. about the kingdom. Right. That we would experience life out of the reality that you're loved, you belong, you have mm. nothing to prove. Mm. Well, you take the red pill and you understand that that reality exists mm. and there is an enemy heavily invested in keeping us from mm. it. His target is you. Yeah. And we have to have a category where we acknowledge the reality of this enemy, not in an abstract, distant kind of way, but a relevant aspect of what mm -hmm. daily life entails. Yeah, We have to have that category. Our future discussions are going to go into if that category is there, now what? Mm -hmm. There is a lot of now what? Right. But first and foremost, the category. And all we can do is offer the truth. And we are offering what scripture tells us about who this enemy is, mm. what his backstory is, what animates him, mm. and what he's after. Yep. And namely, you. Mm. He's after you. Mm -hmm. And he's after every single person that you have ever cared about. Yeah. We have to have the category. Mm. We have a lot more to say and, and go into mm. from here. Um, but for this one, kind of in conjunction with where we left off last time, as you mm -hmm. continue that journey of examining your shadow story, mm -hmm. now bring this category alongside it and yeah. either take the invitation to expand into a new category mm -hmm. or take a category that is somewhat established and take Jesus's lead for it to grow, mm -hmm. to deepen. Um, any other thoughts on this, Pete, before we wrap it up? No. No? Okay. No. I was wondering if there was a green pill, like a NyQuil <laughs> for a good night's sleep. For a good night's sleep. Something for a migraine. Right. Something for a migraine, right? right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. All right. Well, Pete, thank you again for your time uh, and discussion. Pleasure. This is uh, this is just a blast. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've said it at every one. We, we just have so much more to talk about. We're just going to be doing this a while. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the implications of what we're talking about today, uh, they, they go pretty far. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is it is uh, really a very new way of seeing things, and and practically speaking, there are there are very new things to begin to enter into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, things well new for many, right? right. And and stuff that we're going to begin talking about right. as we go forward. But for today, uh, I just want to thank every uh, everybody out there for listening, for joining with us in this conversation, and continuing this journey as we ask, "What story are you living?" Right. Uh, it's been a real pleasure, and I look forward to that journey continuing. But uh, until next time, uh, may God bless you and your family very richly. <laughs>